Thank you for tuning in to Cobblestone Community Church today. We hope this message blesses you. If you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at cobblestonechurch.com. Now here's the message. I don't know why we don't like to hear Jesus rewards people who obey him. Jesus rewards people that love him. Jesus rewards us when we choose righteousness over unrighteousness. Jesus is a rewarder of those who seek him. That's Hebrews. And somehow we think that this messes up grace, but I want to show you that it doesn't. And with this idea, we are terrified of it, but I can't wait to see him. Because the best judge in the universe isn't anybody here or on this planet, it's God. And in fact, I'll give you really quick. Romans 14 says, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Then each of us shall give an account of herself, himself to God. That's the Bible, right? 2 Corinthians 5. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he's done, whether good, what's that word? Or bad? So God knows? So God knows if you're doing good or doing bad and it's all written down? Yes! So now you're hearing the word of God call you into follow Jesus in your finances, follow Jesus every day, follow Jesus in your marriage, follow Jesus everywhere. And I know some of you are like, I don't like that the bad's in there. Well, I mean, like, like Paul wrote that. Shouldn't he know better? Like, haven't you heard of the Reformation, Paul? Uh, like, grace by faith. Let me tell you another thing Paul said, because he'll give us clarity. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. We'll go quick. If you want to look there really quick. Paul begins to give us details of what it will look like even deeper on that day. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So there is only one foundation. There's only one thing that is the base level for every Christian on the planet. That is Jesus Christ. If you build anywhere else, it will fall apart. If you build, you, everybody on the planet has one door to come through, and that's Jesus. So coming into faith is easy, it's simple, it's free. It is by grace through faith. You come to Jesus, you go, here's my sin. He gives you righteousness and makes you a new creation. It's really that simple. Everything from then is a choice of will I be an obedient servant, a wise servant, or a foolish one? Because not everybody's running their race. Not everybody is taking the promises of God truly seriously. Not everybody is taking the talents and multiplying them. And we know this because he says, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. So let me ask you a question. If I give you a ton of gold, and a ton of straw. Which one are you more excited about? Or maybe some of you are like, forget the gold, I'll take wood. Wood prices are like, right? Fine. But what he's pointing out is some of us, we have the same foundation. All of us came in the same way, by grace, through faith. And then God gave us the allotment of faith and the giftings are different and the times and the places are different. And then some of us, we build on that foundation with precious things. We used our time well. We honored the Lord in all things. We used our business money to honor the kingdom business we were supposed to be doing. And so that was gold. 
It was silver. It was precious things. Others of us, we wasted our time and we built with like wood and hay and straw. And then he says, on the day of the Lord, it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a, a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss though he himself will be saved, but as only through fire. This is what I meant by when you get to the Bible, you got to let the Bible read you. You have to bend. This is what I know about eternal rewards. You don't get to decide if you believe it or not because the Bible says it's real. God rewards. We just read it. God rewards the man with the talents. We just read it. God rewards the faithful waiting virgins. We just read it. And so you might not like this, and I want to address why you might not like this and then lead you into what to do because of it. Because many of us, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to deal with the idea of eternal rewards. We don't want to deal with the idea of the judgment seat of Christ. We don't, want to, we don't even want to deal with it on any level. And so when I, when I read these verses, this is what I know. This appointment is waiting for me. And I've already said it. I don't want to be shocked when I get there. I want to be shocked right now. I, got, I want God to wake me up now. If I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting my life and I have these talents and he's going to see me one day and he's going, why didn't you do more? And so hear me. This is not a salvation thing. I think when I see him, I think a lot of us will be surprised. I think all of us will say, I wish I would have given him more. But if we're saying that now, can we change now? Can we move now? Can we modify and get a course correction now? Um, I don't want it then. I, I, want it, I want it right now. So the judgment seat, this idea of the judgment seat of the Lord, I just lost my place, which is I'm trying to find it as I'm talking. This idea of each one giving an account to the Lord, that's based off works. That's not based off intentions. You know that? It's not based off, oh, I wish I would have, or I was thinking I was going to, and I'll even do Bible with you. Uh, faith without works is, what's dead mean? My grandma says dead. So, I mean, like, it's dead. It doesn't have life in it. It's not actually doing what it's supposed to do because it doesn't have life. So faith is a thing we enter into by grace. The works of God that he's called you into, you have a choice if you want to join them or not. And that's a harsh truth, and we don't like it. But the Lord, what I have found, is so eager to reward his kids. What I mean is, I give God this much, and he gives me this much. I give God a moment in the morning, and he blesses me with a mountain of favor. I give God, I'm like, God, didn't you see me give that poor person a dollar? And he's like, yeah, boy, you got it. He's not like, why didn't you give him 20? That's not our Father in heaven. Our Father is gentle and gracious and good in every way. He's not a harsh judge, but he is a true one. So he does see the character of your heart. He does see where you're stingy. He does see where you're not praying. He does see that. And that's not him going, come on. It's him going, come on. Because when you see him, this is what I think will happen. You will see him. He will pick you up. It'll be like your feet are dangling. He's like, there was so much more for you. There was more. 
I think there's so much more for such a large population of the body of Christ that we will miss out on if we don't hear messages like this. Walk in the things of God now. Obey God now. Don't wait. Do not wait to listen to the voice of the Lord. He's calling you right now to obey him. And some of you, you might be like me, lazy and a little bit stubborn. And when the Lord calls me sometimes, he's so gentle in how he does it. And so what, it's not just what I want to do, it's what I've done. That's what will matter. This is why when John preached last week, the, the, the gauge that Jesus uses for the sheep and the goats is what? Did you feed poor people? Did you take care of the widows and the orphans? Did you give people that you saw in need, did you help them? And you're like, well, was it? I didn't know that was the metric. Now you know. But now you know. And you know beforehand, God's plan for your life does not end when you die physically. Do you know that? You and I have an appointment. And so Jesus gives rewards. And when he gives rewards, I can see three things, the reasons why he gives rewards. Number one, he gives rewards because of the way we love him. Like, he likes when you love him. You're like, what? This is a response to obedience. This is a response to being in communion. This is a response to you are united in Christ, and he knows when you love him and when you don't. I, get, I randomly bring flowers or try to love my wife. Why? I love her. How much better is God? And then secondly, God loves when his people, he vindicates his people when they choose righteousness. So I'm going to talk about the objections and then I'll lead you in. I think the first objection is some of you feel pressure right now. You're like, I don't match up to this. Oh boy, I got to get my stuff together, right? But this isn't God holding an anvil. This is God leading you into real life. This is God going, okay, you don't have, godly pressure in the Bible, I believe, is the fear of the Lord. And the Lord wants you to use your talents and use your time and use your money and use all that you are to honor him. The second kind of objection I hear to eternal rewards is people say things like, well, I just don't, I don't care about rewards. I just want Jesus. That's good. Very virtuous of you. But I wasn't the one that said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Jesus was. I wasn't the one that said God is a rewarder of those who seek him. The Bible was. And so if we're to take seriously the Bible, which we are a Bible church, I believe the call is, are we going to spend our days wasting them or living for something that's weightier and better? So let me give you a vision uh, from the book of Revelation, not mine. In, in the book of Revelation, there's these elders, right? And they're all wearing crowns because they're elders and kingly and they sit in these thrones around the throne of Jesus. And every time they hear these creatures sing, do you know what they do? You know what they do with their crowns? They throw them down at the feet of Jesus and they fall down and they go, worthy, holy, holy, holy. They join the song of heaven. So five minutes into eternity, do you know what you'll want to do with all your earthly possessions? every crown that you earn, everything that you've given your treasure in heaven, you'll know what you want to do with it? You'll want to throw it down and join a song that is infinitely better than anything the earth's offering. Jesus is worth more. 
And he's worthy of every treasure on earth. It pales in comparison to the one that I have waiting for me. Will you live for that one? That's the question. Will we live for that one? Matthew 6 says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Colossians 3 says, seek these things which are above where Christ is. Set your minds on things above. So here's where I'll I'll end. I'm going to invite the band up. And we're going to respond to the Lord. Because I think some of you, you're excited. You're like, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to get all the oil. I'm going to light myself on fire. I'm going to be a talent duplicating. I'm going. I'm great. I love that. I'm all about being all in. But I'm going to pray for follow through for you, that it won't be a flash in the pan. Some of you are in here, and I think you're feeling the middle thing. You're like, oh, my goodness. I don't know what to do. I can't do this. I knew I wasn't that great of a Christian. Oh, my gosh. Hear me. That's not the Lord's voice. I believe the Lord's saying it's not too late. I don't care if you're 70. I don't care if you feel like death's tomorrow. God can duplicate and honor even the smallest acts of obedience. And here's what I mean. Some of you are like, I don't think I can be a missionary. I don't think even half the people in this room are called to be missionaries. I think some of you are called to be stay-at-home moms in this room. It's the small acts. It's the thousands of little things. So my wife is called to be a stay-at-home mom right now. And we have a son, his name's Noah. We call him Bear and we call him Hulk. That's his temperament, if you want to picture that. I believe it is a rewarded act by my wife when she lays her hand on Noah and prays peace, life, and Jesus over him. That's a godly, that's a kingdom of God act. It's the little things. It's choosing to turn aside to those that are in need. It's praying that prayer. It's turning and letting God, your kingdom, not my kingdom. Those are things the Lord notices. So don't think mountaintop. Think little acts of obedience of love. Little acts change the world. And so maybe you're here and you're like, oh my goodness, it's too late. I'm too far gone. I don't know if I can. Nothing's too late with Jesus. And I think there's a third group. You're kind of perplexed. You're kind of mad at me that I talked about eternal rewards because you were like, I was just fine with my salvation. I was cruising. I want you to search scripture then if you're perplexed. Search scripture. See the word of God. Let him convict you. He's the one that talks about rewards. And so let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. And right now, I just surrender this room, actually. I don't... I know my words fell short, but I know yours don't. So I pray right now in this moment, Lord, that you would come in and you would speak. That you would lead your people out of wasting or spending our lives on stuff that won't matter that you would put eternity in us, that you would convict us, that you would shape us. I thank you that you are humble, gentle, full of love. So even right now, would you bring to mind anything that displeases you? Would you show us how we're, we're not being a wise lamp holder. We want to hear you say, well done. We want to hear you say, well, you were wise. You waited. You longed for me. I love you.
We want to hear those things. But if we're walking in a way right now where we won't, will you correct us? I pray, Lord, for the one that's walking in disobedience. The Bible says that you're a good father and you discipline the ones you love. Come and bring your discipline to this church. Come and call us into line. Come and call us to heavenly things. So right now in your seat, I think the Lord could be calling some of you. And I feel like he always says to me, it's not too late. It's not too late. So as we enter into song, I would encourage you to respond to Jesus. And if he's calling you out of a place you have been, you can come kneel, you can come pray with a prayer counselor, you can worship and abandon. But Lord, let us honor you all the days of our life. I pray that you would build your kingdom, that your kingdom would come in the lives of every person in this room, that your will would be done, that the talents that you've given us would be multiplied, that you would be pleased with our lives, our words, our families, our endeavors, that even right now, by your Holy Spirit, you would come breathe life, like even business ideas that would build your kingdom, put them in our heads. I pray for marriages to be places that are full of the life of Jesus. I ask is that as we respond right now, Lord, to your word, that you would produce in us a yearning, a longing for righteousness, for eternity, that if we have not been waiting and longing, if we have just not been using the talents you've given us, that you would remove fear and allow us to walk fully in what you have for us. Thank you for joining us today. If you need prayer for anything, you can email us at prayer at cobblestonechurch.com or you can go on our website at www.cobblestonechurch.com and submit it there. We'd love to pray for you. Have a great week and God bless.